Wait, has it been recording this whole time? Yo, yo, okay, uh, sorry about that, guys. I, I went out to get some water and went to the toilet. I just didn't realize I recorded already. Um, but hey, if you guys are still here, why don't you guys press the heart button on, in the chat? I would love to see who's still here right now. How many of you guys are still here? Just in the chat. Um, yeah, thank you for waiting. That was really patient of you. Okay, all of you know that was probably just a joke, a little skit uh, from me to you. And so, um, if you can't tell already, today's uh, sermon or today's topic today is patience. So we're going through the fruit of the spirit, and today we've gone so far. So far, we've gone through uh, love, joy, and peace. And today, I'm be sharing to you about patience. And so, if you can't tell from the skit. You waited very patiently for those who are still here or who hasn't um, said anything yet. <laughs> uh, hope that was okay. Uh, Posh, let me know if that was okay. <laughs> um, but all right. And so today's topic is about patience. And just before we get into the rest of the sermon, I want you guys to know a little bit about where I'm coming from, the approach that I'm taking about patience. And so for, for me to you, patience can a lot of times be thought of uh, thought of as not choosing. So a lot of us can mistake or think of patience as not choosing to do anything, or maybe uh, just waiting on something quietly, just waiting in line quietly and patiently, you know. Or sometimes it can be seen as just going uh, through something slowly, like maybe explaining something slowly. Like if only I explain to my friend about this. Um, chicken nugget that he might understand why I love chicken nuggets. Okay, that was a very weird uh, example, but you kind of get what I'm talking about. If only we explained it slowly, or if only we just waited quietly, we would be patient. And technically, you're not wrong. Those things are patience. Those things are a part of being patient. But I want us to think about it as more than that, that Patience is more than just doing those things, but patience is also an active thing. It's an action. But before we continue, let's pray. Uh, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity just to come together as a ministry and as, a, uh, as teens that we would just be able to come here and listen to your word today, that we would be able to worship you earlier today, but also just listen to your word today, Lord. So we just pray and lift that up, that you would speak through us and that Something new would come out of this today toward, to us, Lord. So we pray and lift that up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But all right. So let's get into the whole meat of this sermon. I want to go through a definition. So I was looking on Google what patience is. So on dictionary.com or Google's dictionary, um, patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Let me repeat that. Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting up angry or upset. So that's, a, that's the definition. And if you look at the words that um, synonyms of patience, we can look at forbearance. We can see endurance and long suffering. Hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interchangeably use those kind of words in this um, sermon today. But generally, they're, they're the image of patience for us. In some other definitions, you can also find that uh, patience is the, in, is the capacity to endure uh, within time or trouble 
without uh, complaint and stuff like that. And so you can find that all over the definitions. And so from this definition, I want us to look at two things that I found, two things that were interesting for me. One is that patience is endurance or holding out to troubles, right? It's holding out or it's being within troubles and holding out. But at the same time, the second point I want us to, to think about is that this means, this definition means that there has to be trouble in the first place. There has to be some pain or discomfort or suffering in the first place for it to happen. All right, just think about that. Keep that in mind as we go through the rest of the sermon. But all right, um, in the Bible, we can see a lot of instances of patience, a lot of things that happen because of patience. Uh, we can see from Noah, who waited patiently for years on end for the flood. He waited maybe, some say, 70 to 100 years before the rain started. And he, all that time he was waiting, he was also being bullied and being like ridiculed by people around him, by the people, his own neighbors, and maybe even his own friends. Or that we can go to Moses and the Israelites. They were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years um, trying to find the promised land. And the sad thing about the whole thing about Moses is that even though he was leading these Israelites and going through tough times with them, uh, trying his patience, he didn't even make it to the promised land. Um, he didn't even go there. He died before going there. And, but we're not going to be talking about Moses today. Today, I want us to look at the ministry of Jesus. So Jesus spent three years of his ministry here on earth with us. And so if you think about Jesus' ministry, if we look at the instances of Jesus' ministry through the Gospels, we can see that there's no shortage of issues. There's no shortage of problems that he faces. For those of you who go to SOAP, uh, we are going to the book of Luke, and we see a lot of issues presented to us from the sick, from the people that are possessed by demons, from the Pharisees, from his disciples, and even from the devil himself. And as we go through the book of Luke, we'll see more and more of that appear throughout it. And so I want to take three parts or three things from Jesus' ministry as examples for us to look at as we go through patience. The first one. I want us to look at, the first one is, I want us to look at the 40-day fasting that Jesus took. And during that time, uh, or at the end of that time, the devil came in and tried to tempt Jesus. And so, as I said earlier, Jesus was fasting for 40 days. He had no food and no water for 40 days. Can you guys imagine, like, doing that? Like, 40 days without food or water? Um, like, for me, myself, I can't imagine doing, like, three days without food or water, I can't imagine a week without food or water, but this man, Jesus, did it for 40 days straight, like completely. And we all know that if you're doing that, if you're like fasting, it can be kind of tiring because you're expensing your own like energy that you've stored already. So like your fat or your proteins that you've stored already. And so you're not using the energy that you eat in the day because you're not eating or drinking. And so it's really tiring. Your body's using up the energy that you have and it's taking more and more out of you. And so Jesus right now for 40 days, he's been fasting. And so he's really tired, I bet. He's probably really weak. And he's probably really annoyed just, or easily annoyed because like of how he's feeling. He's tired, he's weak. It can be pretty annoying. And so the devil is pretty smart. He's like, okay, Jesus is weak. Let me try to tempt him. Let me try to tempt the son of God today. So he comes and because he's hungry, because Jesus has been fasting, the devil tempts him with food. So he's like, why don't you, um, 
do something to this rock and make this rock turn to bread. Right? He's hungry. And Jesus is like, no, I'm not going to do that. I will tell you the truth of God instead. And the next one, he's like, okay, come here with me, Jesus. They take him to the top of some mountain or cliff. And he's like, look around you. Look at all the area that you see around you. All of this is mine to give. And so if you just worship me, I will give it all to you. And Jesus is like, no, I'm not going to do that. I want to tell you the truth of God. And the devil's like, okay, okay, I see you, Jesus. And he's like, okay, why don't we go here? Why don't you just jump off the roof of this place and get saved by angels and prove to me that you're God? And then Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you the truth of God. And so in all of this, Jesus says no. He endured the time that he was with the devil, even though he was tired, even though he was hungry, even though he was weak, even though probably he was annoyed. He endured his time. He showed patience by going through these troubles and these situations with the devil himself and telling him, even though he was all this, telling him that there's the truth of God in all of these things. So that's one. Number two, <clears throat> I want to show you the second image is that of the Pharisees, the Pharisees and Jesus. We all know that um, the Pharisees were the religious teachers of that time. Like they were the religious party that controlled maybe some of the government or some of the things that happened within the synagogue. And so they were pretty important people. And so they were often seen as clean, religiously clean, spiritually clean. They were seen as perfect, or maybe they saw themselves as perfect. Um, they were religiously knowledgeable. They knew the, the book from front to back, from back to front, and they knew all of that. And so they were, during the time of Jesus's ministry, you can kind of, you can kind of feel like a villain vibe inside his ministry. Like they were like the antagonist of Jesus's story and Jesus's ministry during that time. And so all they were trying to do was trying to get Jesus into trouble. They were trying to get him to do something wrong or say something wrong, say something blasphemous so they can get him into jail or kill him. And so that's not really nice things at all. But even though the Pharisees were like this, Jesus still chose to show patience and restraint towards the Pharisees. He still chose to teach them the truth of God and the truth of the word of God, even though he knew that they know about the word, like they know about the word, right? But Jesus still chose to teach them, even though they were trying to kill him. Hmm, okay. And the third image I want us to look at is Jesus and disciples. The disciples weren't perfect people. They weren't the best people. They, were, they failed Jesus on several occasions. They were brash. They had little faith. They were afraid and they were uh, quick to anger and quick to jealousy a lot of times. Um, and this is also where it comes in with that whole many verses there where it's like, if only they had faith as small as a mustard seed, they could move mountains. They could say to this mountain, move, and the mountain would move. And so it just shows that how, how little faith they can have, how little faith they have, even though they're walking with Jesus every single day. And so those are the three instances I want us to look at today. And so the first thing I want us to look, I want us to know about patience, the, my first point is that patience is a choice. It's a choice you make. Patience, like I mentioned at the beginning, is enduring pain or discomfort without getting angry or uh, upset. Jesus, in all his godliness, you know, he's God, even though he's in, a, he's in a man body, he's God. And he has every right to get angry or upset with the things that were happening around him, with the Pharisees chasing him, with the devil himself tempting him at a weak point, 
with his own disciples not reaching his standard, <clears throat> not reaching his standard or not um, doing the best that they can. Yet he waited it out. Yet he endured the time he was on here. He, he, he endured the time here on earth with, with these things happening with, to him. And so he, turned, so he chose in turn to show patience, to teach, to speak truth, and to love on those around him. We can see that in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4. Love is patience. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. And so I want to take this a step further. Patience is a choice. Like I said, patience is a choice, but a choice to love. So patience is a choice, and that choice is to love. Jesus endured pain and discomfort throughout his ministry, throughout the three years he was on earth. Yet he showed love throughout all of it. He endured the time he was here, continually showing love to those around him. Um, and I want us to put this into our own perspective. We also go through pain and discomfort, whether that's our studies, whether that's our friends. And we go through all of that. And in the midst of those, uh, those situations, we always have a choice. We can be sarcastic and cold or even mean or denial, being, uh, showing denial to those around us. Or... We can just be, we can choose to be enduring and to endure the pain. And so I want us to be real. Let's be real. How many times have we gotten annoyed by a friend who was asking the wrong questions or telling the wrong jokes on the wrong day? Hmm? Like you woke up on the bed, you woke up today and you were just not feeling nice. You were just like, I don't want to have none of this. I am just tired. I... Um, lost 10 games last night in a row and I'm just, I, I deranked or, um, or I just broke my phone screen yesterday. And I just don't want to have anything today. And your friend is like trying to ask questions about those homework or about maybe just, just something random. And you're just like, no, I don't want any of that. And so how many times during those situations, it doesn't have to be a friend, maybe it's a family member. How many times in those situations have you chosen to snap at them? to be sarcastic, to shut them down, to be cold. I've done that, yeah. So don't get me wrong, I've been guilty of that too. Like I said, I've done it. Maybe to my family and maybe to my friends, I've done that quite a bit actually maybe. And what I'm getting at here is that in spite of our emotions and what we feel, <clears throat> we're called to be patient and to choose love. I am not saying to deny your, emo your feelings. Don't deny that, like don't ignore them either. But it's a conscience, conscious decision or conscious acknowledgement of what you're feeling and going through, through it in spite of all of it. In spite of what you're feeling, you're still going through that discomfort or pain or annoyance. Choosing to love. Choosing to teach when it's necessary. Choosing to calmly say, no, I don't want to be a part of this. Or choosing to maybe even go along with the jokes or um, to go along with the things that are happening to endure the pain and comfort and discomfort, sorry. All right, so my second point is, is that patience is an active culmination of different parts of the fruit of the spirit. So it's a culmination, it's a combination of many parts of the fruit. So even though patience in and of itself is part of this fruit, it does not show itself on its own, but rather through the choice of many different parts of the fruit. Okay, maybe that doesn't make sense, but let me go through this. Patience is a lack of patience isn't a lack of doing anything or a lack of action. 
but rather an active choice in love. That's part of the fruit, right? It's an active choice in love, and love is part of the fruit. And it also shows itself in self-control. It shows itself in gentleness, in kindness, and in goodness. And so I want to give us go back to the example of the disciples. Jesus endured time with his disciples. He could have chosen anyone else. He could have chosen better people to be his disciples, people that were uh, faithful, those, those who had faith, those who were brilliant and smart, or those who had connections and the good temper to be in this ministry. But Jesus actively chose to have them. He chose to show them patience continually by choosing them over and over again. By continually, by continually teaching them, breathing love and faith into them, through this, they grew into the ones who started the church. Jesus showed self-control, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and love into these disciples, and it was all seen through having patience over them, over the three years that they were together every single day. And believe it or not, these disciples were the ones who started the church after Jesus went back to heaven. Because Jesus showed love, showed self-control, kindness, gentleness, and showed patience and endured the time with them to teach and to grow them so that we can have faith right now. And so I want to ask you this question. Where have we lost faith? Uh, sorry. Where have we lost patience in people or in the times? My last point is patience is submission to God. John 18 verses 1 to 14. Jesus arrested. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said, and the Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you have given me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not, shall I not drink the cup of the Father the Father has given me today? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commanders and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Cephas, the high priest that year. Cephas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. And so here, Jesus had all the time in the world to change the outcome, to change this situation from happening. He had a chance to call his angels down and protect him. He had, he had a chance to run away before they got close to him. Or maybe even to fight back, like Peter fought back, right? He had the chance. He had the time. But Jesus knew this was God's plan for him. He knew he had to endure the pain and discomfort and the death on the cross he knew that this was God's plan and he had to be patient to, for it to come around, for it to finish. 
He had to be patient and to endure. Jesus didn't want this. He didn't want to be to be there. He didn't want to do um, the cross. Even just before the situation that we read today, Jesus cried out to God asking for another way. Yet he knew it was the choice he, this was the choice he had to make to sacrifice himself, to go through the suffering to save us. I know for some of you, this COVID wave, this COVID season right now has come out, has come out, out of left field. It has struck you and has blindsided you completely. It ruined your hopes right when you all just started going back to offline school. When you just had a glimpse of what it felt like to be normal again, to go back to school again and be with your friends on an almost daily basis. For some of you, you experienced COVID firsthand. Maybe it was your family member who has COVID, or maybe it was yourself experiencing it, or maybe it was your friends and your friend's family. And so it hit you. And so the situation is not ideal. The situation is not fun. It's not comfortable. It's a pain. It's much more than uncomfortable. And to be truthful, I was there with you. I felt like that too. To be, tr to be honest, I've been a bit paranoid about going out and about this whole COVID situation in general. And it shows through the things I, I do, through my feelings. The choice of staying in my room all day, every day, the short temper and anger I have towards my parents over the decisions that they make, or even just not deciding to do anything and just being angry at them because I'm just paranoid about COVID. And so for some of you, it might be the same and it's been heavy on you. But just, just as Jesus was put on earth to patiently endure his ministry and his sacrifice on, his, on the cross, we too have to endure this time. We too have to endure this pain and discomfort without anger or being upset. We are called to be patient during this time, to make the choice, to, to make the choice, to make the choice of love, to culminate the fruit of the Spirit in this time, and to submit to God during this time and during COVID right now. It will be hard. It is hard right now. And it is really hard to be patient when things are hard, when things are, when you're going through a trying time. But like the definition applies, like the definition of patience implies, there isn't patience without trouble or pain. But like PT said last week, the fruit of the spirit is a natural outcome of a healthy spirit-led life. So that means we will never be going through this alone. God does not abandon you during your trying times. God does not abandon you, abandon you during COVID. He is there with you and he is teaching you patience during these trying times so that you can endure so that you can endure pain and discomfort more and more. IS teens, where have you been impatient? Where do you need to grow more patient? I know for me, I need to grow more patient in my family. I've realized that I can easily snap at them every now and then. And so I need to grow patience in that area. But what about you? Where do you need to grow patience in? And where can God help you right now? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity just to be able to come together and to uh, hear your word that you could uh, use me right now to speak truth and speak your message to the teens right now. Lord, I pray that you would work in the teens right now, that whatever situations that they're going through, whatever um, pain or discomfort that they, they're going to right now, that you would continue to teach 
and strengthen their patience that they would be patient and endure the pain and discomfort that they're going through right now but that they would realize that they're not doing it alone that they that they don't have to resort to anger or being upset or to snapping or to sarcasm but they can end up going towards love and going towards submission to you and to culminate the fruit of the spirit so lord i pray that you would continue to work in these teens that you would continue to give us hope in these trying times lord so we just pray and lift us up right now in jesus name we pray amen have a good sunday is teens